With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hi everyone, this is Anne-Marie Lockhart and you are listening to Vox Poetica's 15 Minutes of Poetry. Um, it is our first episode of 2013, so welcome to the new year. I'd like to wish you all the best for the year to come. I'm going to apologize straight up front for my voice, which is a little scratchy as, um, you know, the obligatory Christmas, New Year's illness recedes. <laughs> so... Uh, work with me. I'm doing the best I can. I hope that um, it doesn't sound too atrocious. Um, On schedule for today is a man named uh, Chet W. Sisk, and he is a life coach and an author. Um, He is not yet with us, and I think there might have been a time zone issue mix-up. I do, and as you all know, I'm from New Jersey, and I do um, occasionally see the world as being very East Coast, New York, New Jersey-centric, and uh, (laughs) I think I neglected to communicate that this would be an an Eastern time zone um, schedule. So if Mr. Sisk calls in, we will go to him and we'll we'll, uh, pick up with the plan originally in place. And if not, then I'll talk to you for a while and um, we'll reschedule him at a different point in time. So it's something to look forward to either way. Now, uh, there's a lot going on in the world of poetry right now, um, my immediate world of poetry, which I'd like to discuss with you. Vox Poetica rolls on into another year of exciting uh, work. We have um, new things up all the time. If you haven't had a chance yet to look at the Pushcart Prize nominees from Vox and from Unbound Content for last year, I urge you to do that. Go to um, voxpoetica.com, go to the poem blog, and just scroll back. It's not that far back, really. It was just a few weeks ago that I announced those. And it has links to each of those poems. Um, You can also go to um, unboundcontent.com, go to the book blog, and you will see the announcement for the um, nominees there as well. Um, I think they're very high quality. I'm very proud, once again, of the work I'm able to nominate. Um, It is extraordinarily difficult to select pieces. There are so many good ones, and I read so much over the course of the year. Um, You know, I think for Vox, it's in the range of narrowing down somewhere around 500 poems, you know, to six, which is really hard to do. So I I always have a short list, which includes um, as many wonderful pieces as I have room for, and it's not that short. (laughs) And, you know, every one of those pieces is is extraordinary. So it's hard work. I I like doing it. I feel good about it when it's done. Um, I just feel like it, it represents very well what we do at Vox. And at Unbound. Now, the thing that was cool this year was we had a number of books that I felt were very important uh, released at 
at Undone Content this year. And I would just like to take a minute to talk a little bit about them. I don't want to talk too much about it, but I do think it's always good to remind people. Um, Cassie Primo Steele, The Pomegranate Papers, her second full-length poetry collection, which really was, a, I think, um, is a masterpiece of of exploration of womanhood. And um, based in the Persephone and Demeter myth, it, it explores the relationship between women and maternity, but it extends it out beyond just the female perspective. So um, it's a great book of poems about life in general, about love in particular, about our relationship with ourselves, very multidimensional. Uh, I think it's an important work. Another uh, book that came out this past year, Salty In by Alice Shapiro. What made that great? Well, it's an exploration of editing. And I, you know, I'm an editor, so I think that's always wonderful. But um, what made this particular editing book amazing is it's, it's a, it was a collaborative, and there were about 40 people involved in the editing of this book on an individual poem-by-poem basis. And you can see the the arc, as it were, of completion for each of those poems as the original is in there, the critique by an editor is in there, and the final piece is in there. It actually goes backwards. So the first thing you read when you read the book is Alice's final product. And then there's an, an appendix that includes the original poems and the edit, editorial uh, suggestions. And that also includes um, an amazing thing in and of itself, which is a, a bunch of responsive writing that some of the editors contributed as they went through the process. So there, there, uh, there's a, there are photographs, there's visual art, there's um, written poetry that was written in response to a, the original poem by Alice. It's a great work, and it's it's been used in the classroom setting. Um, I, I've always seen it as the, the kind of thing that would be a wonderful piece to bring into a classroom because it shows that for every poem, there are a thousand ways to interpret it, and it does a beautiful job of bringing um, individual voices to the front and to present the concept of perspective in, in editing. So I, I highly recommend that. I feel, again, like that was just an important book last year. Um, another book of importance that came out last year is A Strange Frenzy by Dom Gabrielli. What made it important? It was Unbound Content's first chapbook, so that alone makes it very important, um, in my opinion. <laughs> what else makes it important is it's about Rumi, and Rumi is kind of universally awesome, and um, it's responsive work. Again, I'm a huge fan of collaboration, like phrases, responsive writing, you know, all those things, and this is a collection, of, it's a very small collection of 17 uh, poems written in response to 17 quotes by Rumi. Um, very creative, very evocative, very transporting. I think anyone who reads it will, will go back to it many, many times to take a different look at it. Um, there was a first book by Maxwell Baumbach uh, at age 20, which is a wonderful piece of writing by a young writer. And on the other end of that spectrum, a book called Elegy, which is a posthumous collection by Raffaella Willington that had a very long cycle from start to finish. And it's a beautiful work that includes her poems and her um, sketches. And it is, um, it's just a wonderful um, musing on the subject of death, but not at all in a morbid kind of way. Um, 
And then the, the last book I want to talk about, you know, this is not to highlight or select other books over other books. The collection at Unbound Content is full of wonderful things that I think make a lot of people happy in a lot of different ways. But painting Chislava Cuoco, which I'm saying wrong because I can never get the Polish pronunciation of that, but Honoring Children of the Holocaust, the book by Teresa Sonato Edwards and Lori Schreiner, um, is I, I, arguably the most important book Unbound Content has published to date. Why is that? Um, because it is a collaboration of art and poetry, and it it is one that's imbued with um, many layers of meaning. Um, most importantly, I think what it does is it shines a light on some names and faces and lives that have been lost to the collective. The children that died in the Holocaust, the pictures that survived their lives, inspired the art and then the poems that make up this book. Um, it's a very moving book. It has the power when when it is presented to engage a room like almost no other work I've witnessed. Um, when Teresa and Lori are in a room reading the poetry in the presence of their paintings, what you feel in that space is the presence of the children themselves. And one of the things that they do in the book is to dimensionalize those children in, um, in, a, in, a, in a way that you know, only poetry really can do, I guess. Um, the paintings also do that by reinterpreting the visual images that were left behind in the photographs. It's heartbreaking, it's tragic, but it's also, um, it's also sanctifying, and it, it also is restorative. Um, I've been in the room when they've read and, and spoken to, you know, when they engage with these paintings and the words, that they're almost physically present. And I think everyone feels that, and it, I think it's, it's salvatory. So I, I would urge you to look at those books. Um, and then I would also urge you to look at everything else on the shelf. And then I would also urge you to get ready for a bunch of new stuff coming out this year, which is also exciting and amazing and wonderful. And it's going to um, be the year that we introduce iBooks. It's a year in which we're going to uh, release more chapbooks. It's a year in which we're going to see additional um, full, serve, full collection um, manuscripts come to bear as well. And um, I don't want to tell you too much about those things because I want, I want them to be revealed in their own time, but I, could, I can tell you this. Um, get ready because it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, um, another thing to get ready for. I will be in January, the 17th through the 20th are the official dates, at the International Poetry Festival in Bridgewater, Virginia. This is hosted at Bridgewater College, and the man at the helm of this venture is uh, Professor Stan Galloway. You're all familiar with his work. By the way, he has a book coming out this year at Unbound, just to keep you um, thinking about his poetry for a little while. So we're going to be there. A lot of Vox writers will be there. Um, a lot of other people from all over the world are going to be there, and I'm very much looking forward to that event. Unbound content will have a presence there. Um, and 15 Minutes of Poetry is going to be broadcast uh, live from there. I think that's going to be a live recording. We've done that before. Uh, the first place I ever did that was at another conference at Bridgewater two years ago. So it will be fun to do that again. 
Um, so keep an eye out and ear out for events from that. If you cannot be there, then be there uh, by listening in on the radio and looking for updates on Facebook or on the sites themselves. Um, if you want information about the festival, it is, like I said, in Bridgewater, Virginia. And it is, um, you can uh, go to this link, people.bridgewater.edu um, backslash tilde S-G-A-L-L-O-W-A slash B-I-P-F 2013.htm. I know that's very confusing. You can also go to my Facebook page and find um, a link to that there. For more information about the um, the festival. You can also contact Stan Galloway via Facebook, and he can get you that too. Um, so that's coming up. I will be at other events during the year, um, and I will let you know what those are, and hopefully a lot of cool things will grow out of those events. Um, another thing I would like to point your attention to is, you know, in this uh, very crazy world of um, uh, technology, and it changes all the time, and things are new and different, I have um, decided to take up a Tumblr. So you can find me at aelockhart.tumblr.com, and um, the Tumblr is called Lauren Ipsum, which, as you know, in the printing publishing world is um, placeholder text. And I, I'm viewing this as um, a place to write about things or post things that occur to me in between visits with my muse. I'm just going to read a very quick thing that's posted there now. It's called January Jade. The only thing to love about January is the still imperceptible minute-by-minute tide pull back to long days, easing light, and leaving living. And... Um, that's called January Jade, and I think it definitely sums up my feeling about January, and I guess it speaks for other people too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> hold on, because I have with me now, just joining me, is, um, I believe, Chet Sisk. So hold on a second. Hello. Hello. This is Chet. Chet, how are you? <laughs> uh, I am fine, and please forgive me. I am I, got caught up into a really, really goofy situation this morning. I'm so sorry, Anne-Marie. But no I'm, worries. I'm here, I'm here, and I hope you still have a, a couple of minutes for me. We do have a couple of minutes, and I would love for you to talk to us a bit about your new work. It sounds so amazing and interesting to me. Um, you know, when, it, when you presented it to me as this collection of uh, data that you you found you you researched and kind of compounded, and the method you're using to share it, which is um, poetry, spoken word, music. Tell me where this started, please. Sure, absolutely. Um, I I I have a few books out, and uh, I just, I wanted to. It, the, the whole project started about a year and a a year and a half ago, when uh-huh. I started looking around, and everybody was talking about the Mayan calendar and. December twenty first, twenty twelve, and the, right. by the way, just to, for clarity, I'm sure you know this, but just in case your audience may not know, the Mayans never said that there was going to be the end of the world at, at, at on December twenty first, twenty twelve. That's a that's a Western myth that was created. So I I decided I wanted to find out about um, what what the Mayans did call for at the on December 21st, and what they said was that one cycle would end and another would begin. And then I started looking and saying to myself, 
if that's the case, and that means we should see some evidence of a transition that's happening now, mm-hmm. right? There should be plenty mm-hmm. of evidence to show that we're probably, you know, like the the early adapters, just some early movement in that direction. So uh, I decided that I was going to make my next book about whether whether that evidence existed or didn't, one way or another. So after I started reading around, <coughs> excuse me, um, I started looking around and I start, started seeing evidence that we truly are in transition, great transition. It's You're not going to hear about it on Fox News or CNN or <laughs> any of the major media outlets. They just, they, of course, you know, as a former television reporter, I can tell you that the only things that really made sense for us was to scare the hell out of everybody by talking, right. creating some level of fear. So all these other things were going on all around the world, and I said, wow, there, there's transition happening, and we're not even paying attention to it. So I decided to write a book about this this transition, and then I decided also that it would be kind of cool to create these audio versions of of these new developments that are happening all around the world. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so um, I uh, have been known to do some spoken word from time to time uh, at a local poetry, slam poetry event. Uh, it happens every Monday night here in Denver called Slam Nuba. And we have a great time. And uh, if I ever get a chance to, I'll, I'll, I dare myself to go out and read some poetry. And, and I always like the combination of poetry or spoken word and music, and so um, I decided that I was going to make this book uh, a version a version of this book through spoken word and music, as, as so it would be like the book, but in a really small kind of um, condensed version through spoken word and music so that you could get the same information that would be in the book, but now with my voice and some music behind it and and it turned out pretty good. It was just kind of a creative thought. Um, mm. I felt creative and thought that this might be kind of cool, and it, it, it's it's gotten some really um, great reviews. People enjoy the music and the spoken word, and even more, it's it's part of my uh, fundraising event to get natural and organic foods into homeless shelters all around the country. And that's yeah, how the project you know, emerged. That's... Um that tie-in is really interesting um, in light of the the trend concept of, of what's changing and for the better and uh, being able to actually explore that um, thematically, poetically, and also then putting things into practice uh, mm-hmm. along that same line is a, is a really nice way to tie it all together. Um, yeah. Do you, are you prepared, can you read us something from the book, something uh, short? Oh my gosh! You, you would think I would be prepared for that, and and I, I I have to tell you that I am embarrassed to say I am I am not quite. Um, we I don't can have also let, you know we can plan for that in another. We'll we'll schedule to bring you back for a full episode, and when we do that, then you you can um you can share with I'll, us the experience of the the work itself that way. That will be fine too. I would greatly appreciate that, and I, I mean it. I, I'm, I, I sat back I, to tell you the truth. Uh, the reason why I was, um, I even delayed this morning was because I was uh, at the doctor's. I, I'm suffering from pneumonia, and oh, so I, no. uh, I know, isn't that terrible? But that's uh, terrible. So, 
I know, but it's it's finally starting to clear up a little bit. But it's a it's a terrible. It's, I've never had that before, so it's been a bit of a bit of a surprise. So I'm, it's you I'm, know it's a setback. You have to rethink your activity level for a while. <laughs> that's it's not fun. I've, <laughs> I've been told that, and I, and I yeah. I'm um I've it's it's been it's been a wild series of activities over the past month since the 2012 thing yeah. really started jumping yeah. up and people were. You know, we were doing interviews like every every few hours for a couple of weeks there. Because <laughs> uh, people say, oh, the world's going to end, the world's going to end. And all of a sudden I became an expert. But I, it was not an expert on whether or not the world was going to end, but rather, again, that there are just so, ma- so much evidence that we've been changing and changing rather dramatically uh, really since about like the 1700 to about 1950 has been the most horrible period in recorded human history mm-hmm. with bloodshed and horrible things. And then all of a sudden you start noticing right around 1970, really, a shift. And, and then that's what the, the book and the spoken word is about, is that you start to see a different kind of way that we see ourselves. And a lot of people are very distressed by that because they're they're used to that bloody, terrible, yeah. uh, separatist kind of way of living so they see anything other than that as being an affront to their existence so there's there's been pushback but it you know you can't stop change it, it just um, you either embrace it or you you struggle up 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 river and um, yeah so, yeah it's you a know, beautiful thing I, when what when you were um doing your research for it what kinds of things what what is the thing that surprised you most and what you discovered along the way Wow, just the, the the sheer tsunami of data that mm-hmm. says um, we have changed. One of the things that most people don't realize, I know that the, the particular the conservatives, and I don't mean to pick on any any particular political group or anything, but you know, there's always been this conversation that oh, we live in a more dangerous and deadlier world than ever before, and that simply is not true. Crime is at its all-time low, not just here in the United States, but all around the world. We have fewer armed conflicts now than at any time in the history of humanity. Now, that's not saying a whole lot, considering that we came out of, um, you know, World War One, World War Two, right. um, the millions upon millions that were killed, slave trade, um, right. exploitation, Holocaust. I mean, we truly people don't realize how bloody horribly bloody and brutal um our history was so right. so so we've come from a very low mark but it it has changed this is a, the in all the recorded history there's never been a more peaceful time to actually be alive um mm-hmm. there are changes as far as um, there's this great feminine principle that's emerging as much as you see the stuff going on with the Taliban and you know mm-hmm. and you know, people trying to squash women's rights. This is the first time in the history of humanity that there are more women in the world than men. There are more women mm-hmm. in power, um, as far as management concerned, is is more than men in the world. Believe it or not, people will say, well, no, we see a lot of men controlling things. Yes, but women are the middle managers, and they are moving up. I mean, mm-hmm. it is there is a feminine principle that's emerging. Um just basic overall things that you would never have thought would have thought about are, are now happening in the world. So it's just a sheer tsunami of things that you start to recognize. The whole 
There's a pushback against GMOs. There's a food consciousness movement. Everybody's talking about sustainability and and mm-hmm. how to make it a, a, an egalitarian future and you know to do things for other people. Sharing the sharing movement is huge. The mm-hmm. um, social entrepreneurship movement is is huge. I mean, it's you would it, it's it's just all of these things. You know, separately they may say one thing, but collectively they say about a world that we used to, like, dream about. It's now mm-hmm. starting to actually happen. So the Mayans were right. They, they they, may have given us this arbitrary date of the 21st, but there is a cycle that is emerging, a new cycle that has emerged, and it's a different kind of world. And I think we may see the the more a, a more fulling of that flower or fulfilling of that flower, if you will, over the next uh, five to ten years, and then certainly fifty and a hundred years into the future. But I think we're going to see it more radically uh, initially. We're going to see things that we may never have thought of before. Isn't that amazing? You know, <laughs> it is amazing. And one of the things that I I um, most most um, really relate to artistically is collaboration, and it's one of the things I promote as often as I can. And I know that on in this work you collaborated with musicians particularly. Would you talk a little bit about that in like a very brief time that we have left? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Um, I have some wonderful musician friends. I actually used to be a musician, uh, a double E flat French hornist. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. And oh, wow. then I just, yeah, and that's something. And then I, I I I played in some bands, and I have a number of musical music friends. And if you go to YouTube, you could even see me doing a kind of a collaboration with a band called Future Jazz Project, where we I read from my third book, and they were playing, too, at, on stage at a fundraising event. And then we said, let's try to create something else like this. So that's what this project is about. It's me working with those very same musicians independently and uh, with them singing and 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 playing in the background and me just reading excerpts from the book. We just thought this is a great time to be able to get music and information out yeah. uh so that it's it's a it's a beautiful thing. People can receive it even more beautifully when they hear that music and and those and hopefully the, the words of, of of soothing words of peace and, and pop and prosperity and possibilities. Yeah, I, you know, anytime we make it a multi-sensory experience, people are, are I think, um, are just able to to receive the the uh, message just so much better. It just it takes on a whole different level when you can hear it, see it, you know, listen to it, touch it. In the case of certain types of art, you know, it just adds to it so much. Yeah, and let me just say that I think that that is going to be the way going forward. That how hmm. music used to be regulated into. Uh, these nice little categories. Now we're going to see a, more of a blending. That's another one of the trends that I started that ran into too. That there's this blending where music and an art form and 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 data, if you will, become more one. They're no longer separate entities. They are now a part of the message. Everything mm-hmm. is is uh, connected to the message. And that that it's so funny because in the in the old world we would separate music and say oh that's yeah. that's art in that category but now we're right. starting to say that the music and the message are all the same they have right. to be the same yeah that's i i like that concept quite a bit we're totally yeah. out of time 
But we're going to schedule to bring you back, and you're going to be feeling so much better by then, and you're going to be able to share the actual experience of the art with us, and I'm really looking forward to that. And um, oh. I want to thank you for joining us, you know, with Namaya. <laughs> and I hope you feel better soon, Chet. My God. <laughs> I, I thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, I would encourage anybody to have a moment. LeadTheShift.com is where we have uh, our uh, the music. The music download is free. So get the music and get the combination. The music where the music and the spoken word come together. And some great artists doing some fabulous work. You'll love these musicians. They're great. So that's leadtheshift.com, and that's where you can find information on this particular project by Chet and his musician friends. Um, yeah. That's all we have for today, but tune in again. I'm gonna, we're going to have him back here to talk about this and to go into more depth about it. So, um, again, thank you. Feel better. Please get, get well and uh, rejoin us uh, in the near future. Thanks, Chet. Thank you so much. I, 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 God bless you. Have a great day, everybody, um, and, and we will be setting up another show soon, so stay tuned. Um, have a wonderful rest of the day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.